0: Miss Chrissy
1: uh, and I'm Steve
0: and this is JagCast episode 134 the podcast of the Jake in town Arts Garage
1: right where we talk to artists entrepreneurs and other interesting people at the intersection of the arts and technology
0: yes and today we have our first guest of the new year Steven
1: it's right 2024 is upon us we're living in the future and we thought who better to welcome us into this brand new adventure then uh, our good friend Mike Estabrook, who is yeah. a wonderful musician and he works, uh, his primary gig is at Broken Goblet. So everybody can already take a drink because we mentioned Broken Goblet in the show. <laughs> but, uh, but Mike is, gonna, is here to talk about his, uh, his new stuff he's doing over there. And we wanted to bring him on also because he's just a remarkable guy. If you, We're going to have to talk about it, but when I saw Mike's song list, it's it's just it's crazy long. Like I've never seen anybody could sing or perform that many songs. And then on top of that, I saw Mike at Christmas the first time I saw his performance doing a uh, this thing with the, like Grinch songs. Uh, Michael Michael explain it, but he does this thing where he sings like really dirty and and funny uh, renditions of Christmas classics and originals. It's uh, adults only, and it's uh, it's just a fun time. It's like the opposite of what we talked about previously with uh, Righteous Jolly and his. His show, the uh, *Live at Town Christmas Club, which is all wholesome and and good. This is like the opposite of that. She, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. So we have a lot of stuff I think to talk about today. Plus, a game called something, bringing that back.
0: Yep, I'm excited. I added some new questions.
1: That's good. For the new are, year. are they hopefully they're weird?
0: They're all the questions are weird, Steve. I think, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out.
1: Okay, so without further ado, let's bring on Mike and uh, say hello. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Good to see you.
0: Hi, Mike. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I didn't didn't occur to me that I was the first guest of the new year, but I suppose that would be a weekend. So thank you for doing that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, first guest. And uh, I just said we wanted to have you on because there's so much stuff going on right now in the new year. So I think it's actually good timing. By the time this comes out, if people are watching it live. Um, maybe there will be news about the Broken Goblet stuff or it will be soon. So Soon. There should be
2: news in the next couple of weeks for sure. So, yeah,
1: so right around when this comes out. So, yeah. um, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit because I, I probably didn't do a very good job. Oh, My name is Mike
2: Esterbrook. I, I'm from New York originally. I've been living and I was living in Pennsylvania for about 10 years and then moved to Mount Holly, New Jersey about three years ago and um just picking up and playing in the music scene i i played a little bit in new york and we were living down in atlanta for five years i played down there a bunch and then um, moving back up to pa started all over again don't really have any family here it was just completely start from scratch building a music thing and then moving to jersey even though it's only 20 minutes really away from where i was I'm, i'm starting over so like booking new places and getting into new venues around here and meeting the local people and still splitting my time half and half between pennsylvania and jersey but um i work full-time also music is not my full-time gig i I wish it was sometimes but sometimes i'm really appreciative that it's not so i play about twice a week two or three times a week depending on if there's private events or something like that but i love it i wouldn't i wouldn't not play that's not an option for me awesome yeah
1: uh, yeah, I didn't know you had a a day job.
2: I do. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody Thursday nights, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna hang out after," and like I get down at ten o'clock Thursday nights, and by the time I pack up and get off the stage, it's eleven, and I'm like, yeah, "I should probably go. I get work in the morning."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of musicians have that situation. Hopefully, yeah. it's not permanent, and you'll be able to do it.
2: I, I like it though, because it it allows me to be selective on what gigs I take. I don't have to take every single gig that's offered. I can kind of pick and choose. I don't have to drive an hour and a half just to do a gig because right. i my day job pays the bills, but but it allows me to to be a little more picky on the the gigs that I do, which I appreciate
1: oh, yeah. so you do you do like your situation then
2: I do it's it's like a hybrid thing that I've kind of I've worked many years this way to to balance it to where it's like enough that I'm playing enough to feed my soul, but I'm not playing too much that it distracts from my personal life, you know? So it's, it is a yeah. fine line, Yeah, but I think I got it now. I like where I'm at.
0: Nice. So you play every week at Broken Goblet?
2: Every Thursday for nine years, which is crazy. If, if you're a musician and you know about vertical gigs and gigs that are consistent, nine years is an insane amount of time. Um, it's just because we're friends and we're family now and it's not really, you know, they will probably fire me tomorrow if it wasn't, if we weren't friendly. But, <laughs> you no, you and I, Kara both make that joke all the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, yeah. we, yeah, we're in the same, we're in a similar situation, her and I with them, but it is, it's a family and, and I, I love it and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I appreciate every single week that I get to play, even if it's the same people that come out every, every week, it doesn't matter. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, when when I think of Broken Goblet, I think of, you know, obviously the owners. Uh, and I also think of you. Your face comes to mind, and so does Kara's because he's been there so long. Good. I remember I that. even before I met either of you, I remember you because I would see the ads all the time. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, your name's weird.
0: like always on the schedule. It's like, you yeah. know.
2: Yeah, I, I I love that because I get a lot of private events out of people who have just seen me at Goblet, and they'll go – the, somebody will introduce themselves to me and i'll say hey i had, do do i know you have we met before and they go no no i saw you at goblet so that happens all the time and i picked up a lot of other gigs side gigs private events stuff like that from just people recognizing my name from goblet so that's awesome
0: that's cool so you have unfortunately thursday is not a day that i get to go places but yeah. um <laughs> but steve has seen you but i know you have like a huge repertoire of songs that's like part of your like identity as a musician so yep. steve showed me a photo of it steve are you gonna show
1: oh this isn't this isn't a photo this is live look at this that's, okay that's page one <laughs> we can scroll and scroll and scroll and yeah. scroll if you're watching this on video just look at this that's so many songs three columns small text on a, on a web page and it still takes a minute to scroll. No, I it's, can't uh, see amazing.
0: a single thing there, Stephen, but I <laughs> well, believe we, you. <laughs>
1: we have everything from Three Doors Down, Here Without You at the Top, and all the way at the bottom is uh, Zach Bryan. Something in the Orange. I don't even know what that song is. I don't know who Zach Bryan is. But <laughs> there's a lot of songs in between. So, so
0: what happens I, if someone requests a song that isn't on the paper?
2: They can do that. So i started this requesting at old goblet when i first started playing there and it was a way to just really honestly and i tell people this all the time to keep me from getting bored if if i uh, there are some musicians who have the same set list every time they play it's the same 30 songs and i rely on my ipad a little bit i do it's there and i have words on it because i'm horrible at remembering lyrics but it's also for me not to get bored. If I'm playing the same songs every week, then I will get bored. And I feel like that boredom will convey to the audience. So let's make let's make it a different show. And I've played for almost 20 years now. And I can't say that I've ever played the same set twice. It's always a different set. It's really just catered to what the audience at that specific room want to hear. And I think that's great because then people there feel connected to the stage they feel like they're a part of the the act and the music and they it's they get to hear what they want and i do have veto power and i exercise it all the time i say no totally fine but you saw that list it's it's almost 1500 songs and what the request thing does is it whittles that 1500 down to maybe the 50 or 100 songs that the people in that room at that time want to hear and then i can take that 50 or hundred and work from there and, and pare it down. But I can't look at this 1500 list and do anything useful with it on stage. So it's just a way for me to like target the people that are there at that night.
1: So cool. I th- it sounds like, could you even do f- this many songs without an iPad? Would you, could you do it with like nope. a traditional, like it could be way too much paper, right? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to have a book, like a giant binder. It wasn't fifteen hundred songs. No, I mean it
2: was when I was living in Atlanta, so it was over ten years ago, and they were probably six or seven hundred at the time, which is still a lot. But like that book was getting too big, and every time I would add a song, I'd have to print out the paper and laminate it and Mm -hmm. put it in the thing and (laughs) alphabetize it. It was so much work. (laughs) And I used to even when I was here, when I first got here, I had laminated songbooks. The people that saw me at Old Goblet would remember. I had laminated song books that I would pass out and that was my request to lay. And then COVID happened and I didn't really want to keep giving people physical things to, to touch and put their mm-hmm. beers on. And every time I would pass these books out, they would come back dirty and stained with beer everywhere on them. I would lose them and it was a real hassle to update them. And so I said, no more. We're going to the QR code. So I have now a QR code that goes on all of my marketing. All my sign has it. You scan the code and it takes you to that page that you just pulled up with the song list. And then you can text from there. And it makes it really simple for people to make requests. And they might not be. Some people are shy and don't want to stand up in the middle of a bar and be like, hey, can you play? So this is like a (laughs) secret kind of quiet ballot request and it makes it it made it easier for me too so it was really a win-win and and i don't know too many other people that do it. i know a few but um do
1: you, do you have I any like, uh, uh since we're we're always talking about like the tech side of things a little bit here do you have any particular uh software you like to use on your ipad to help you manage all these songs and this and uh yeah. the qr code and the text messages and everything
2: The well the qr code i just had made and the, the text thing is just a, i have a google voice number that it, to my phone so like people think i'm giving out my phone number to everybody in the world and (laughs) technically it is (laughs) is forwarding to me so they i do get messages on my my regular phone quite often from goblet regulars usually who are just bored and looking to text me at weird hours of the night but <laughs>
1: that's funny i, I know <laughs> um, that it's someone is I, if someone's giving out their number on stage obviously not their private number <laughs> yeah but I, I guess that's not you, obvious you're surprised everybody.
2: with the yeah. amount of people that think that i'm just plastering my number everywhere but yeah i guess technically it is because it does come to my phone but i don't you know i don't yeah. open it up after i'm off stage but. exactly um and then on my ipad there's an app called GigBook.
1: ah yeah gig book
2: i don't it's not developed anymore that the, the developers don't do anything they don't update it anymore but it still works and to me it is the easiest way I do all my editing in word and then I save from word to PDF and then they get imported into gigbook as PDF so that's always been the easiest way for me to work with the tabs
1: oh nice yeah I don't remember when I was a long time ago taking guitar lessons I and it was like the like the first iPad Airs, and uh that's why I jumped on iPads I don't remember what I was using. I was using some software. My music instructor, my guitar instructor at the time, I mean, he was telling me how revolutionary iPads were. Like he was so excited. And, uh, when they had the iPad pros, I think he went for one of those really big ones, but That's like, what I have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause you get the, the larger screen. Cause I, it, it was, it's still hard to read <laughs> sheet music yeah. or, or, or anything with the, even the regular size ones on stage. But he said it was, it was revolutionary for his work. Cause he was a working musician as well as an instructor at the university. And, uh, you know, you would talk about how, like you were saying, he had big binders he used to have in his trunk of his car, and then once he could switch to an iPad, it was just this iPad right here. And and yeah. in a pinch, you can even use your phone. I mean, I saw, I see Kara using as her phone. I don't know how yeah. she could see I the phone. I don't You know, but yeah, <laughs> she, I even I have good eyesight. I'm not even sure I could I could see that on stage with lights and stuff because I don't know how she does it. But no, the, in a pinch, the, you know? I had the the regular
2: iPad for many years, and I worked off that, and it was okay, but. As I got older, my eyesight started going. I, I upgraded to the iPad Pro, and I'll never, I can never imagine the, going the, back to the regular the 12, size.
1: The twelve point nine one, right? The really big one.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and now it's great, and I can, yeah, I have
1: I have a mini I have a mini, have a mini <laughs> which is yeah, good for like reading books or something. Sure. But but I I really want to get an iPad Pro, like a giant one, because they're also really useful. I have a developer friend of mine who has a sixteen-inch MacBook Pro, and when we have our saturday meetups we do once a month when he comes out he has that and sometimes he'll bring his ipad pro 12.9 it's right next to it he has a whole other screen yeah it all works wirelessly it's, it's very nice And it's crazy like uh,
2: my day job is i you know i'm an it guy so i, I work oh, from cool. home and i do it support from home and i tell my teammates always don't believe me when i say this but i don't have a personal computer and i haven't for over 10 years wow. i just don't i just don't need one with this, this iPad. The, yeah
0: ipad yeah, just I, an iPad. I, oh wow! Yeah,
2: like I have a work computer that I use for work, but I don't have a personal one. Everything I do personally, recording, any kind of editing I need to do, this iPad Pro is a beast. It handles all of it. So I've I've just never need, felt the need to do anything bigger than that.
1: Yeah, you know, I and in my world, I'm a software developer and 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 the Apple ecosystem. So we we were talking about the iPad. Is the iPad going to replace it? And this is all in the tech press too. Is the iPad going to replace the Mac? Is it going to become a thing? And I remember even to this day, people talk about it. And in my space, a little more dismissive of it because the types of work we do still requires Macs and stuff. But as they've gotten more powerful, I mean, I was always of the the view that not even on iPads. I thought when uh, iPhones first came out, I said, look, the primary computing device for people is going to be their phone. It's going to be their iPhones and their Android phones. And then when the iPads came out, I'm like, the iPads are going to be their – to help the people that are used to using their phones, but now they want a bigger screen. Yeah. And you're going to have people doing that. Uh, and I, I just remember there was, just, there was so much resistance to this in the early days. Now I think it's pretty well established. I mean, the, these these things work great for the types of computing that most people are doing uh, if you're not actually doing software. Development. And the, fu- the funny thing about iPads is they're so powerful now. They're as powerful as uh, like a MacBook Air. Yeah. and. You could do more. The only thing limiting them is the software. It's always been the software. It's like uh, Apple just has not quite gotten the operating system in some respects to the level where uh, it works, or or maybe developers just haven't found a business model that works. There are some powerful pieces of software on there, but uh, you if you're doing cert- a lot of uh, really uh, prof- professional workflows, you end up running into to issues. But it gets better every year, so I would not be surprised yeah. if. If in the near future, like maybe this next next update, they're probably going to do an, another update. They didn't do any iPad updates last year, so they'll probably do one this year. And then maybe this maybe this will be the year, because uh, I know that all my developer friends really want like Xcode, which is a developer environment for building software for Apple stuff. They want like some form of Xcode on the iPad because it's powerful enough to do it. And there's almost something like that. There's something called Playgrounds. So if you if you ever want to like program. Some stuff in Swift, which is the, the language, you can get playgrounds on your iPad, and it's super fast. It's like faster to program something in that than it is on an, on Xcode. Like it works faster. This, this, but you just can't build certain like complicated things. Yeah. But you can build simpler things, and you can actually get in the App Store. Like a kid can get an iPad and build something in playgrounds and publish it to the App Store. It's it's amazing, and I don't know if people are fully aware of how much stuff you can do on an iPad. Yeah, I I used to be a
2: graphic designer before I um, got into IT. And if you told people you were doing graphic design or photo editing or video editing or music recording, any of the things that I do on an iPad 10, 15 years ago, they would laugh at you. And they go, no, 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 you need need a real Mac. You need a computer. And Uh, now you just don't like for most things I do all my audio recording. On this iPad Pro, no problem. And I don't run Pro Tools. I could, but I don't. I run GarageBand, which is perfectly fine for what I do. And the audio interface works flawlessly. There's no delay or nothing. I do um, photo and video editing on the iPad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, just, I do love that. Do, it's just capable of anything now. And, and this yeah. Pro is just a.
1: Yeah, my, my um, designer. Focus developer friends i mean they all have ipad pros they use for design work i mean it's it has some amazing tools and it has uh it's as accurate as as basically anything else you could buy for a pen interface mhm so it's it's truly great for that kind of thing uh and uh animation is great on it too there's some tools to do like keyframe animations I have, a, I have a friend of mine uh Kultura, who was on here uh early on uh, in the video era here uh and he he keeps wanting to make this uh iPad app for keyframe animation so hopefully you will actually get something this year i've seen prototypes for last for several years like a simpler way to make keyframe animations cuz you know it seems natural to do it cuz you can kind of draw on the iPad and manipulate like it's paper like mm-hmm. digital paper and do the same kinds of gestures and just it feels like a natural way of doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I've never tried the audio recording. Like what are you using for what tool are you using for that on the iPad? Just garage band. Oh, just garage. Oh yeah, yeah. That is, that does it, work.
2: Yeah. It's built in and it's native and it, it works perfect. I don't, know, I don't do anything crazy. I'm not recording yeah, yeah. 40 tracks at once, but for what I do in the acoustic scene, it's totally fine. And yeah. um, I've never had any issue with it. I love what, when I get, when I go to get tattoos that, Every tattoo artist now uses an iPad yep. as yep. they yep. as they work to just manipulate the drawings. It's so cool to watch, and I don't understand it, but I love watching it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Another cool application. <laughs> Maybe we should move on from the tech topics because Chrissy's eyes are blazing <laughs> over here. I
0: know, not a tech person, but that's okay. Well, um, we got we got
1: our technology topic in for yeah, the, uh, can, the podcast.
0: Steve's excited. He I'm very excited. Also, I. Off.
1: I am I am drinking one of my my remaining uh, Bubba's tea I got like oh, in January nice. last year, I'm I have, I have, I know I have like like five or six left and I just I cherish them but I thought I miss, it was worth I it was the worth, original, yeah I, I thought oh. it was worth breaking out for you though
2: sure I tell Bub all the time I'm like I need you to make an original tea bag because I'm not a fruit flavor guy yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. in my beer and that was the original one was the one without any fruit it was just the Tea flavor, whatever they the old tea they used to use, and they can't
1: get that right. So
2: yeah, they stopped being able to get it. But
1: but something I don't yeah. I don't know what the deal is with the with the next batch of this, if and when. when that's yeah, he's happen, always but, he's always doing new stuff. But uh, I'm I am always excited. I told Chris, Chris, you know about the tea cision, right?
0: I I do. Yes,
1: <laughs> we didn't have one last year. Uh, but uh, that is like one of my favorite Broken Goblet events for regulars, is you get to go and drink variations uh, and vote on the next. Uh, the next tea, beer. I, anyway, it was, it was my it was a the beer they introduced me to Broken Goblet it made me like like f- like fall in love with the beer there. Um, I, I've talked about it on the podcast before, probably, but obviously now with you, Mike, I first discovered Broken Goblet randomly. Like I was just looking for something to do. I think it was a Friday night, some like, some years ago, and it was in the old lo- they were in the old location, and I saw it was it was uh, a the Attitude, and their band was listed on Facebook as being from Willow Grove. Mm-hmm. or something and i was like i i'd like no, no one that's where i used to live that's where i grew up and i was like no one cool comes from willow grove so i was like where are these, <laughs> these people playing i think and I, and they were playing like this broken gobble. like where is this and it's an office park i'm like okay well whatever it's like 30 yep. minute drive and there's parking so i'm a suburban guy and i'll do it and it was just tiny little place and i walked in there and it was not only just like an amazing time because that's where i met um you know cal and her, her singing it was just incredible, but. That's where I think I had the first like I think the Bubba's Tea Bag it was called back then, and uh, yeah, it was just this amazing. I don't know what version it was. I don't know if it was the very first version. It was like an earlier one. And it It'll was be. so good. It was so good. And I just that's the only thing I drink. I would just go out just for that beer. I would crave it. <laughs> I crave it like a couple weeks ago. I'm like I, I, I don't know who's playing. But I gotta go get a I gotta go get a tea bag. Somebody's playing though. Now that, that's yeah. the thing I've always loved about Godwood yep. is that
2: they've they've curated such a music program that. People now who know about them can just depend on I, – I might not know who's playing that night, although they do promote it now very well. Yeah. Um, Even if you don't know who's going or you don't know who the band is, even just go. And, like, they don't have bad music there. So, like, you can That's generally true. you can generally expect that if you go on any given night, you're going to hear something cool
1: or different and good. There's been a crazy amount of, of activity there in the last, you know, six, eight months. Yeah lot more uh big bands like bands that i i mean i don't know but big i think ska bands and like heavier bands have been coming through and just in the middle of the week and i would see photos or video that would publish and we just a packed house
2: yeah and that that's always been the kind of the end game right like they they've always wanted to have a music venue out of it and yeah, we they make beer also but the events are the thing right so they're ramping that up now with the space that they have and um it's awesome to see this. I don't. I don't know half these bands either, but they come in and and yeah, they they fill the place up. So obviously they have a fan base and they're they're making the right moves and yeah. the right people. And it's it's a good mix of music too. It's not just all metal. No. Some there's like you said, ska bands. There's punk bands. There's, there's punk bands. There's reggae like... bands. There's there's jazz stuff there's you do a school of rock the the kids come in and play like it's just they're really a, good I, I saw one yeah they me. are
1: really good a few years ago
2: and it's such a variety that you, if you're not if you, metal's not your thing or ska's not your thing or just wait a couple of days and something else and come exactly. along
1: exactly and and be, uh, as they're doing that there's more of these ticketed events in the main room it's turning it into as you said a music venue so they are planning on opening this other location that's like in the same building like right next door mm-hmm I believe it's called the mixing room. If I got yep. that right, and you are—you've already had a performance in there that I had to miss, but uh, you're going to be there. That's what I heard. That—that's your new home base, right? For that's Thursday night, my nights. new home
2: base. Uh, I think that room is going to be used for anything acoustic, and that ma- the main room is going to be a full band room. It's going to be there thats the, the goal, and they're going to do those bigger shows in there consistently. But they've you know soundproofed it and they've made it so that there can be simultaneous events they can have a band in the big room and me playing in the mixing room at the same time and it won't affect anything we won't hear each other and awesome. it gives people yeah like it gives people just a, an alternative a lot of times what happens is they come in and they want somebody just wants to sit and have a beer they didn't know mm-hmm. that there was a metal show that night and they maybe don't want to sit there and and have that kind of volume blasted at them while they want to enjoy their beer so now Instead of having to just leave and ditching the whole experience, they get to go next door and have a chill, more cozy, comfortable. There's couches that like, it's super cozy in there and just a whole different vibe. And as a musician, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I, while I love that room and I love that stage, I love being up there. It's obviously amazing with that kind of production to play, but the, the, the new space is going to be a little more intimate and bring back kind of the old feel. And, and for my Thursday, you know, it's not good for a big band obviously, but for what I do on Thursdays, people just can yell out requests now instead of, it doesn't have to be all text. If you want to text then text, but you now have the option to go back to yelling at requests and people love that. And I did too. And it just gives that little more family vibe that I've tried to kind of curate on my Thursday. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: And uh it being broken goblet, the sound in there of course I'm guessing is great.
2: Yeah, and I I've been joking with Jay about that, that like Jay's backup PA is better than everyone else's regular <laughs> PA. Like, everybody's like, but it's not gonna sound as good over there. I'm like, do you know do you know Jay? Yeah,
1: I I I don't, don't I haven't heard I haven't heard anything in that room yet, so I'm excited to check it out. Um so He's got
2: of, he's got big speakers hanging from the ceiling just like it nice. does in the main room. Yeah, just it's,
1: it's 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 going to be awesome. I mean, that's the thing about that's the other thing about Ring Goblet uh, is that the beer is always really good and eclectic, and I like that about it. A lot of different ver, different styles and experimentation there, but it was always like the sound was always so good. The uh, the choice, the curation of the acts was always so good. So as you said, there's never I've, I've literally never had a bad time. I think at Ring Goblet, like ever, and that's always important.
2: Something that's yeah. important to to vary it up but also to keep consistency of the quality of music like I I've been playing like I said almost 20 years in in three major different markets in the in the country and the theme that I've seen is that I and I'm I'm talking only in the acoustic scene I don't really know much about the, I know a little bit about the band scene I have lots of friends in bands but it's a completely different scene right so in my little acoustic circle where I live the quality that it just seems to be not as important to a lot of places, and they'll just, whoever whoever comes in and, and asks to play, they'll let them play. And Goblet has always not turned people away, but like there's a little bit more vetting. There's, they, li- Jay, they listen just to, to people before they book them, and that's important. And the, yeah, the quality yeah. that people are used to from, from going there is a lot to do with that, and, and they're yeah, very I, selective.
1: I think um, I think the only band I really... There's only, like, two 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 artists I think I've ever, like, said, like, just badgered on social media that they go to Broken Goblet, <laughs> I think. And uh, and they're both really good acts. It was uh, e, e. Joseph, you know, E. Joseph Sparrow's a friend, Ed, and he's amazing. And, um, you know, and Camera Thief from Genkintown, who was his amazing band. And they yeah, both were... Did a good job, and Camera Thief's been there what, twice now, I guess. Yeah. So, twice. Uh, yeah. So I, that, and the reason was because mm-hmm. I, I thought they were really good, and uh, they, you know, be great up there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I saw Ed Ed at the old location. Uh, he's like, uh, Ed Neenan. Uh, I think he's not like in the area, so it's not. I don't know. <laughs> But it'd be cool uh, for one of his active bands to come up there someday. But Camera Thief, that was like a highlight. That was uh, supposed to be the week everything shut down in the pandemic. That was their album release show, and it was and it got shut down. And, and then they came back like, like after everything opened up, like a year later, they came back and did that's the show. Awesome. Yeah, that's they just great. they waited, they waited because they were like they wanted to make sure that they did their their release at Broken Goblet because. Mainly because I've told them for years how great Bone Goblin is, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if they ever went there before that night. But I remember specifically a lot of Jiangtan people came out that night, and uh, like these are people that I was, I was telling like, for, like they would see my me post about Bone Goblin like every week for years, basically. And they were like, "You're right, this place is amazing." Like I, I got love multiple that. multiple comments that night from people. Yeah. they weren't all drunk. Not all of them. At all.
2: <laughs> I love hearing yeah. that when people say they come in for the first time and I, and I yeah. meet somebody new there and they'll go, Oh, it's my first time here. I didn't even know this place was here. And like, it's yeah. kind of, you, you know, they have a giant sign out front. But other than that, you have to know it's there sometimes. So,
1: like, you might want to put like a subtitle that says like music here, music, beer. I don't well, know. Yeah, it says, I think it says that? brewery it like
2: music beer. events. I yeah, think that's the. Does it say
1: that? I'm just, I just, I go by and I just, I guess I don't even register. <laughs> but yeah, it is, um, yeah, that was my experience. So, and you're you're going to be in this mixer. room doing your Thursday night, but you your Thursday night act has recently evolved, right? So I don't want to move mm-hmm. on until we until we fully explore this. It's not just the request, right? Don't you alternate between that and a and uh, um, a open mic? Yep.
2: So, um, about four or five months ago, we started doing an open mic where I I have run open mics before. I've done a couple of them over the years, and and we had no intention really on doing it, but. We said, let's A, to mix it up. You know, I've been playing for nine years every single week, and I love it. And I have some very dedicated Thursday night people, and I love them. Shout out to my Thursday folks. But let's mix it up a little bit. We can do something different. So every other week, we're doing open mic. And I what I love about it is that there's many open mics in the area. There's many, many open mics. And I'm sure they're all great, and they're run by great people, and people go wherever they feel like they have the best experience. But... It's not often that you play an open mic that's not in the corner. You know, you play in they set up in the corner of a bar and it's somebody's equipment and they, they run, they mix you as best they can. But you get on the Goblet stage and mo- a lot of people who play open mics have never been on a stage like that. And they certainly don't have a professional sound man mixing for them. And everybody who walks up on that stage and plays, they come down after they're set and they go, oh, my God, that's the best I've ever sounded. I've, I've met people that have come to open mic and they go, they you know, they get off stage and I go, it, do you play out? Is this your, like, what do you, how often do you play? It was really good. And people have said to me, no, no, this is my first time. And I go, what do you mean your first time? Like, you, is this your, tonight is your first time playing live on stage? And they go, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 20 years ago, I wish that that was my first time playing out was on that kind of stage, but you don't, most people don't get that opportunity. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's a million open mics, and and you can go anywhere in the area, but you're not going to sound like that anywhere.
1: And and now, I mean, it won't be on that big stage, but it's going to be right. in probably the best sounding acoustic room right. in the region. And it's going to be a
2: more intimate room, and the, yeah. the same amount of people will fill that room, so it'll look like there's even more people. And yeah, yeah the the sound quality in there is going to be just as good. It's, it's not it's not degrading at all.
1: Is there like a, a a stage area designated for this? Like,
2: what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, they they built a little stage. It, it really is only meant for two people. Like, I don't think
0: that's like the
1: old the old stage was like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I, from the old know. location, It was, was cool though. Yeah.
2: I don't think there's even gonna be trios there. Like Jay has said, we're we're really trying to give it to two, one or two. two.
1: Okay, one or two,
2: which is cool. Like that, it's appropriate for the space.
1: Yeah, um, it's uh, it's also a distillery. That yeah. is like their 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 own distillery, and eventually they they told me they're going to be making uh, like uh, whiskeys, which I'm excited for. But that's going to yep. take some time. But that's going to start up. They have their distilling license, and there's, the,
2: um, there's a um a restaurant tour coming. It yeah, oh, mixologist yeah. Andres is really. I, I he actually worked at um, a place around here, and um. He's made several drinks for me that have all been fabulous, so i have, I'm, I'm, I have all the confidence in him that he's going to kill it there.
1: I'm excited about that myself. <laughs> and and uh, it's,
2: yeah, it's cool. Like not everybody, won't, not everybody's a beer drinker either. Sometimes mm-hmm. people come in and and they might not be a beer person, and now they have another option. It's just it's just rounding yep. out the availability availability to people, which is and
1: awesome. the um I know it's going to have a professional kitchen. I don't know how built out it is now, but I remember walking through and it was empty a long time ago and was huge.
2: Yeah, and I think they found somebody, and and they're starting with them soon. So, so that so,
1: so so the food is going to be top notch too. So I'm I'm just saying there's basically no reason to go anywhere else. <laughs> right, pretty soon. Like and, I I think people are like uh uh I think, I think John, I branded, like John I ran like John Fay was talking to me the other day, and he I think he said something to me. He's like, you're the only guy I know who's like always at, like broken goblets, like your thing. Uh, and it's like, yeah, because it's so good. It's like, wh- I, I, when I think about going somewhere Friday or Saturday night, I go, like, what's that broken at first? Because it's just, All right. that's it's, I <laughs> it's partly because I'm lazy. It's super convenient for me. I mean, it's half an hour drive, but that's like nothing. And But it's just, you know, it's going to be quality. So I just don't like even look at other places sometimes. And being in su- the suburbs is especially useful for me. And now I know if you live in the city, the calculus is maybe different, especially if you don't want a car or something. Sure. I know people, I have friends of mine. I try to get to come out there, and they're like, "Well, they're in the city, and it's like harder for them to get places and like that than it is for me." So it depends your situation, but for me, it's it's always my my first on the on my list. And I know, uh, Chrissy, it's become your your favorite place too, like your go to place.
0: Yeah, I pretty much either go there or we walk somewhere in town.
1: Like, yeah, we're, but... we're always a, like human robot or <laughs> or broken Goblet. We just go between the two breweries most of the time.
2: I haven't gotten to human robot yet. I want oh. I want to
1: get there. They are great so there's a lot of good jazz there if you like jazz nice. on saturdays and sundays there's this brunch they do uh and it's uh really good musicians come through there sweet uh, including friends of ours so it's it's fun and the beer is top notch like german delicious beer very so good, good, good beer yeah yeah so my
2: my thursday it's, it's alternating open mic and request night so i'm doing it every other week I'm doing my standard normal request night where i still have friends come in and, and play with me we do random duos and still no practice no rehearsal i want people i get people to come on stage with me that can just wing it we're not going to practice we're not going to make a set list we're just going to take requests see how it goes and that's always been the way it's worked and it's not for every musician that kind of performance style but for me, it's always led to some really cool nights and spontaneous things that you don't expect. And then every other week, open So I'm just alternating back and forth. And now with the mixing room opening, it'll be a lot easier to keep that schedule consistent because they can still book bands in the other room.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I uh, I hopefully will get to see the functioning room in the near future. And then, I mean, it's going to open for the public Very soon. I don't know when, but very soon. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll either already be open or will be very soon. So follow Broken Goblet's various social medias. I'll put links in the show notes for that uh, as well. And that's also where people, uh, they can follow you and we'll put your, your contact information in the show notes too, but uh, they can follow you or Broken Goblet to find out when you're doing the request show versus the open mic.
2: Yep. I'm going to make sure there's a very clear (laughs) schedule posted (laughs) this year. Um. Cause yeah, it is confusing that it's you know it's different things every week. But I didn't want to have open mic every single week. I felt like that was yeah. too much. But then once a month is not really enough. So it's like a mm-hmm. we're trying out of balance. It, well, you know, we like just, a balance. We can always we can always adjust. Yeah. But it's like this
1: it's like this podcast where like once a month is not enough. Every week is kind of hard for us to keep yeah. up with. So we did we do it every other week.
2: Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Okay, so um, Christy, do you have anything else you want you want to uh? Talk about it, or wanna, should we jump? Over I want to this?
0: play a game called something, Steve. I
1: was just going to say that. Let's. I think it's time. It's time for a game called something. All right, let's do it. So this is, uh, as I say, more of an activity than a game. There are no rules. There's no winning or losing. Like Chrissy that. has a book which uh, she's going to try to show you right here, right there. A game called something. All right, very nice. It's a little beat and, up. At yeah, this and point. that. And that book has (laughs) questions on colored cards. So you're going to choose a color and then Chrissy will choose the question and she'll ask us all and then we'll answer it. And we will learn something about each other. And it's usually the part of the show that goes completely off the rails. And we will laugh. Yes. Usually Okay, (laughs) Usually because I have some, I have like no good answer for, for whatever crazy question. So, all right.
0: So I did add some, so I, I felt like I couldn't get rid of the old book, but It needed a spruce up, so I had to, like, make my own extra-colored cards on the back here. They're blue, and it's probably not legible because my handwriting's terrible. But there are some new options. So, Mike, we have gray. There's orange, yellow, green, brighter orange, and sharpie blue.
2: Oh, let's go Sharpie blue for sure.
0: Sharpie blue. New for the new year is Sharpie blue. Okay. Um, What is the worst haircut you've ever had?
2: (laughs) Uh, When I was in high school, which was late 90s, everybody had the bowl cut. That was the thing. It was just like. Pretty much straight around. It was awful, but that's what everybody was rocking back then. So I definitely had that haircut for a while. I uh, I don't want to see any pictures of me with that haircut at this point. <laughs> I'm over it, but it happened. It was the thing.
1: That's hey. funny. A bowl cut. <laughs> I uh, well, probably it's see in my life. I only ever had basically one haircut for most of my life, and that was just a buzz cut that my mom would do or my aunt would do. Usually my aunt. And so, unfortunately for me, my head is not shaped well for that. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my worst haircut. And I just had it for the majority of my life, and then when I like 10 years ago or so, I was doing karate a lot, and I and it, it, I still was rocking it. But when I look at pictures of myself uh, with that haircut, it's just it does not look flattering, That's and cringy. so now I get uh, I'm, I'm getting professionally cut in here yeah. in the uh, Jenkintown at the. Greenwood Cutting Room, which nice. is uh, run by one of the guys
0: from Camera Thief. oh, so.
1: well, there you go. So.
0: Sweet. So my worst haircut when I was like, I think like eight or nine, my mom cut these like crazy layers in my hair with bangs. And then they would set my hair in rollers overnight, every night. So like the foam rollers, you know, I don't know, like looking like a grandma. Then they take it out in the morning and uh, pick out the curls. So it would be like that big, uh, you know, that big, puffy, curly thing. But I was like nine years old. So (laughs) looking like a, uh, you know, like middle-aged 80s woman. Like a a
2: nine-year-old grandma.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that was definitely my worst haircut. and. And it took a. It was a. There was a lot of effort to that terrible hair, which it which made it even worse. It wasn't like you just woke up and had bad right. hair. You had to like, be also floofed and you know fluffed floofed. and sprayed okay. and stuff. So that was so definitely... a lot goes
1: into hair. A lot goes into for women's hair. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, sometime. I was gonna say
2: not not so much my hair. My hair is now now I'm at the point where it's just like. A Little bit of water gets thrown on it just to get it in the right direction from yeah. the morning, and that's it. I'm off to go.
1: Yeah, I put some gel in it. Um, but it's, it's, uh, I'm, I mean, it's lucky we both have hair, so true, <laughs> you know, I'm not taking it for granted. No, so I every time, every time I go and get my hair cut, almost every time, I'm like you have a you have great hair. It's like I get compliments on my hair, I'd never even thought about it before
0: because you don't have a receding hairline,
1: no, yeah, I, I mean, it's- yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah. enough. It's it's not a thing in my family. It's a uh, you know, and I meanwhile, I our our friend Mike, um, you know, he's he had been going bald since high school, since I knew him.
0: That's when you, you go know. like this. That's when the go. Do it. That's, <laughs> that's when you go,
1: That's we tried to convince him to go full Picard. <laughs> we call it the full yep. Picard because the real he had like hair. short. Yeah, take it that's all right. off. That's happening. No one yeah, needs it's,
0: to it's, know, know yeah. how bad it, it ever, is if under it ever there. Whatever
2: starts, that's where it's going.
0: Yep. Um, All right. So you need to pick another color now.
2: Okay. uh, Green.
0: Green. Let's see what is in green. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I hate the green ones. Um... (laughs) She always (laughs) says that. (laughs) It's because they're old. Anyway, um, do you have a old to me? The, not old to Mike, yeah. but you know, uh, do you have a favorite physical activity?
2: Uh, I mean, keeping PG rated. <laughs> when I was young, I was a sports person. I played every sport except football. I played baseball. I played hockey. I played tennis for many years. I was in tennis almost through high school, and soccer was my main sport. My dad was the soccer coach. I was very involved in soccer. Very sports-minded all the way up until college. And in college, my freshman year uh, roommates were, sweetmeats were all hippies. And so their big activity would be to sit out on in a circle in the quad with their acoustic guitars and play. And I started hanging out with them and sitting in these circles, but I didn't play. So that was really my start of playing guitar. I, I played other instruments in high school, but I I joined them because I, Wanted to be included in this circle. It it, it was it always seemed so fun, and like people would sing along. And I wanted to be part you of that. Go but to didn't school play.
0: in San Francisco. Where'd you go to school?
2: <laughs> I went, I went to school in New York <laughs> on Long Island. Okay. Um, but so the point of that story was that I did all these sports until I got to college, and then I when I dove into music really and started playing guitar, stopped all sports, and now <laughs> I don't even think I could. Play like if I try to play soccer, I would just fall. I I, I no, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have physical coordination anymore like that. Mm. Um, I go to the gym occasionally, but but you know music hauling my speakers around is my physical activity.
1: <laughs> nice, <There> yeah. <you> <laughs> uh, so, I guess my favorite physical activity was always has always been martial arts. I used to, I, used to, I studied twice in my life for long periods of time. I studied Shotokan uh, karate uh, and really quite good at it, actually. And I haven't done it in years, though, since then, except for, like, all my own. But that was probably my favorite thing. I liked doing it as a kid, and I did it again at Drexel, like, after I'd graduated. But I did it again, and it was a very intense exercise. And uh, since then, I haven't haven't found anything that intense since then. So that's why I keep thinking I want to go back and do some martial arts again, maybe a different type. But that's, like, my favorite thing. The thing I actually do, because I haven't done that in years now, the thing I actually do is I like uh, weightlifting. Um, I do it. At, I have a little setup at home uh, that I want to keep. I want to keep growing, and uh, I, I've been doing that since for years. Uh, last few months, I haven't so much because I, I really messed up my shoulder, but it's it's getting better. I've been uh, doing rehab on it uh, at home, and so I'm about ready to get back into it more. But nice. that's what I like to. I like doing the weights because it's. Uh, I, I try to get Chrissy to do some weightlifting because it's it's really good for you. See. <laughs> She's like, no, no, it is, no, yeah, it is I, really good for you. Yeah. I, I need to do more, more like running or something. I though I don't
0: want to lift weights. Just...
1: I know she has a lot <laughs> there of are many
0: of other things well, I'd like to do, but not. Okay, so yeah, what,
1: what what is do you like to
0: do? Boring. I can't take it. Um. So I uh, I don't know if you know Mike, but so I'm a dance teacher by profession. So I've been dancing my whole life. So cool. I mean, I mean that's technically my favorite physical activity, oh, yeah, but also my job. You know. Yeah. So, um
1: what's that thing you tried to teach me to do that all the children laughed at me when I tried to do it? A plié? Yes, a plié. I tried to do a plié and and all the children laughed at me. Yeah, it's hysterical. Laughing. I couldn't do any of that. But before. um
0: but then I I do rock hard. climbing with my youngest daughter too. So, that's Sweet. They're, they're both
1: like fun. like spider people. Yeah. That's like um, that's impressive people.
2: to me as someone who with zero coordination, I would just climb on the wall and fall immediately, so that's really impressive that you can
1: do any of that seem good at. I've seen some pictures. I, I've only done rock climbing a few times in my life on Like the rock uh, wall was at Drexel's gym. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy's been be, yes. and, well every time you come back from it you're like telling me how you're you've you've leveled up to another difficulty yeah. level it seems. <laughs> so it'd be um, you could have conquered that entire wall soon.
0: Well they switched some of them so now there's new ones to conquer. <laughs> so and they're then they're called they also, problems. Yeah they're called That's problems. They're called problems, like the so, paths. Oh, the wall.
2: What, okay, gotcha. What's
1: what's yeah. the other thing you do that's actually you said is harder, but it's lower to the ground? Bouldering is I, that what's called?
0: I don't boulder, but no, you don't. But you one.
1: said you said that's harder, right?
0: It, well, it's different. Or it's it's um, it's lower because you don't have a you don't have any sort of device or a person holding you up. So if you fall, you have to catch yourself. So you don't go, like, two stories up. It's just, like, one story up. But I'm actually, I'm, like, I'm scared of that, to be honest, because I don't, you know, you can get hurt doing it, and I can't really get hurt, like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, for yeah. Would...
0: reasons. I can't get so hurt. there's, no, there's so... no, like,
2: harness, so if you fall, you just fall? For right. Boulder. I mean, there's,
0: like, techniques to falling. Like, there's, like, you know, like, yep. curling a ball, and there's, sure. like, a crap. pad. But... One
1: of the things I learned in martial arts when I was a kid was how to fall, and I actually used it, multiple times in my life to save myself from serious injury. And then people laughed at me because they like, I did a roll or something and I'm like, Oh, it's yeah, so I mean, funny. I'm, I'm like, like, well, my head didn't hit the ground. So, it. right. I'm I am understand the yeah.
0: theories of falling, but I don't feel like I should like purposely risk it. It's kind of like skiing. Yeah. Like I won't go yeah. skiing because.
1: Yeah. You could get serious. You know. yeah. I, the same thing when I was doing martial arts, it's like every time I was do- doing that, one of the, well, I guess one of the reasons I was always doing like Shotokan, which is because that's, uh, you don't it's not really full contact you don't really most of the most classes you don't actually do much contact but I was always worried about hurting my hand because if I hurt my hand I can't type if I can't type it's hard for me to do software development yeah so I, I'm always worried about my hands and carpal tunnel and other things so uh, you know I, I have to take care of that I think uh, about that a lot
2: as a musician that like if I if I was in a car accident or something and nothing mm-hmm. was hurt by my hands like that that's, that's
0: it's awful. I, yeah, um, that's a problem, right? Like yeah, a what? big problem. Yeah. Well, right? I I
1: had this I yeah. had this experience, Mike, of something going wrong in my hands because I developed right before the pandemic. Uh, we, f- we figured it out that I, I I developed like this really early onset rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, that's my awful. mom had a lot of autoimmune diseases, so I guess I got half of those genes. So I developed this, and it was it felt like carpal tunnel in my hands, but it turned out that it was just inflammation from this. It was really bad. Like I was. I had trouble working with it. And now, luckily, I mean, I'm on medication, and I've been, like, very well-controlled, haven't had any symptoms in a long time, and I feel fine. But um, but it was rough. And, I, yeah, I had the same kind of thought. I was like, did, did I just, like, am I going to be able to do my job if this keeps going on? You know, I could barely yeah. I could barely function. So I understand that. It's, and, it's a scary thought. Yeah. So luckily, though, we all still have our hands. <laughs> hands are intact. F- fingers crossed we keep them. <laughs> Uh, nice. no, no well, I I would I would like my
0: feet yeah. and my hips as well, just saying yeah, oh,
2: yeah, the yeah. feet <laughs> would be good,
0: yeah. yeah, so um got one more yeah, one more uno más.
2: um, there was a gray one in the beginning, right I like the gray oh one. there is a gray one. Is that a bad one?
0: Oh great. My one? least favorite. No, you can know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play by the <laughs> rules that are aren't real rules. <laughs> um oh Those look, I rules. added to it. Something you miss from childhood.
2: Something I miss from childhood. I miss playing in the street. Like I I was born in 82, so like I, I don't know if I, I was in 80s. 90s slash 90s kid but my teenage years were in the 90s that was when everybody would go play we would play mm-hmm. hockey in the streets we would always in the streets just out doing something manhunt whatever we were doing outside there was no iPads there was no sitting and watching Netflix it would just go outside and play and I, although I get that kids these days now today wouldn't really want that but there was something about that not having any other option being forced to go out and, and actually interact with other kids. And, um, yeah, that, it, that was a good time.
1: Yeah. I, I um... Screaming
0: car. Car. Sure. Yeah. 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 They <laughs> yeah moved, but they were
1: move the hockey net, but yeah, the cars exactly. weren't, <laughs> the, the cars weren't speeding <laughs> down the road. Like they seemed to Well, do now.
0: where, where I lived, it was like, there was, you couldn't play in, well, no, the kids used to play in the street out back behind my house when they were younger or they play in the parking lot. My kids, but well, um,
1: I um, I grew where up and, I grew
0: up, it was like way more suburban, so there were always, yeah, boys, particularly boys, yeah, playing hot street hockey yep. and stuff yeah. like that um, with the net car. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah we did that. Um, stop everything. That that happened. That was I was in Willow Grove, and this I mean, my dad still lives on the same street. And I distinctly remember being a kid, and there would just be like in the summer, there'd be like no traffic on that road. Now there's like a car every like minute. It's just constant. Be, People use the cut nice through. Play. Yeah, now and they drive like crazy up the street. They go way too fast, and uh, it just seems very dangerous. Uh, so, but for me, I don't know. It's hard to take. There's so many things that I think were actually like legitimately objectively better in the nineties. I was born '81, so I'm w- right with you. Like, um. Everything from toys being better back then to cartoons were better. But I don't know. I think one of the things I've been thinking about uh, that I miss on the past is I feel like, and it could just be nostalgia, but I think it was true that it, it seemed like things were just kind of quieter. Maybe it's because we didn't have the phones to bother us. Like I could leave the house and I could go and play and either by myself or go to a friend's house or go on my scooter or my bike somewhere. just be gone for hours. And there was no way of contacting me. There was no way for me. Like, and it was just like. Yeah,
0: that I miss. I got to say. Yeah. Bye. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The world, the world seemed like there was more adventure to be had. And it was like, and it seemed quieter because I don't know why. It just, it seemed quieter. Like maybe because when I would be going out as a kid, it'd be mostly in like the summertime. It would be after school. In the summertime, I and mean, like people were either at work or they were home, because they they had come home to have dinner and stuff. And this was after that, and so there were not just wasn't as much in the middle of the week. Cars going everywhere. It seemed, yeah. and at least that's how I remember it, where I lived. And of course, that can differ depending on where you live. But I just remember, like they, especially in the summertime, middle of the day, there'd be almost no traffic. I go to my grandmother's house. She was in Dresher, PA, which is not too far away from Willow Grove, and I, I just remember walking around that neighborhood, just seeing like nobody it was also like a lot of like older people retired there uh i guess and it was it was kind of it was kind of crazy i actually kind of loved it i, I cuz i was always more of a of a introverted kind of loner but i liked just walking around and, or going on a bike and something just exploring the neighborhood yeah you could just disappear go, you i go down yeah and i go down like these steep hills like, you do stuff today and p- parents would probably freak out and think that it's too dangerous but uh, it, it in some ways i think it was just a lot safer they just uh, and it could just be you know false memories it just seemed like there was less traffic and there was less aggressive driving and there was less people around during the times when I was out, so that's why I missed that, that kind of. I don't even know how to put it into words that experience that you can't even explain to Zoomers today. That's like yeah, I'm like
2: I, I, being able to go out and just exist and yeah. just do something and be present in the moment, and that that's the majority of what's lost now, right? Yes, yeah. people be people are going out, but you go to a show even and everybody's there with their phone, so like. Uh-huh just you had didn't have a choice you were there in the moment with your yep. friends or by yourself or with whoever you were strangers even if you are to show but like you were there yeah and you yeah. didn't have anything else to do you had nowhere to post any of this yeah you didn't have to worry about grabbing the shot for Instagram you didn't have to worry about taking video for later you just were there yeah and I am that, um, that's something I, I miss
1: I uh you know well I, I found myself I intentionally tried to Okay, so when I go to shows, like, I, I started going like – I started bringing my camera and stuff because I, I didn't have anything to do during the show. And uh, so sometimes I would get, like, a little antsy there stuff. So I started doing that. But then, like, for a while now, you know, what I, what I try to do is I try to be intentional about it. Like, I always try to be intentional with my use of these things. I don't want to live a completely mediated experience. Now, there, I do, like, I do like – Having some photos of an event or something to go to because just like the other day, just like yesterday, you know, my, my dad's birthday came up and we couldn't all get together because of the snow was like a problem for my sister. To come. But, you know, there was this little video that my phone made for me based upon literally like more than a decade of photos that I've taken that had him in it. And the algorithm on the phone picked up his face and put together oh, yeah. a little video. And then, and then I shared that around. And it was like, I like that. I like the fact that my technology in that respect, because I took a few pictures, and it wasn't like a lot, like I would take a few pictures at holidays and stuff, and then it comes back later and it helps me to remember more clearly and relive those experiences. That's a benefit of the technology. But if you live in it in this completely mediated way, I saw this uh, photo going around social media of all these people at, um, I don't know what, what it was, they were looking at some event and like every single person that like you said had their phone up. And it's like, I don't wanna live that way. That's not, that's no, no way to live or experience something. So when I go to like Broken Goblet, if I'm not shooting the show with my regular camera, like I'm not intentionally trying to capture the entire event, which is a different thing, different mentality. If I'm just there with my phone, I will try to take one or two or a couple photos throughout the night when really interesting things happen. Uh, and then I'll edit it on my phone and post it uh, and then I try to I try to like experience, you know, uh, more of the show, you know, unmediated. I'm not looking. Right. I'm not looking if even if I'm not looking at the stage, I'm like listening, even if I'm just keeping my fingers occupied on. Uh, uh, I'm trying to pay attention to the music. Uh, well, I, I, as a yeah.
2: musician all, at Broken Goblet, always appreciate when you come up to the stage with your camera or your phone or whatever, whatever it is,
1: because I know it's going to be a stellar quality picture. Thank, Thank you. you for doing that and keep uh, doing it. Yeah, I uh, I would like to uh, – yeah, I've been um, – I, I have pictures from there that I still haven't edited from like last year. I'm sure. Like, like early last year. Uh, so I try to slow down that and focus more on lately on uh, computer programming stuff. But that's why I just do my phone. And I was like – and I was like, look, at it as a challenge. Like what can I do with my phone? So every time I go there, I'm trying to find like a new angle. Uh, like first Friday I was just at, and I was like, okay, I want to take a picture now, but I kind of want – I I I don't really I don't really want it to be like it doesn't have to be super sharp or anything. I ended up trying to make this thing where it was kind of, sort of in focus and sort of blurry in the background. I just kind of edited a certain way too, and I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. I just try to f- find something different to do that's that's interesting every time.
2: Yeah, I have
1: and I like that Jay makes they make the
2: lights different mm-hmm. every show too. So like I yeah, have, that's, that's I have true. a photographer friend who comes in and shoots me once in a while, and yeah, he was there last open mic and the lights were like red and blue randomly. Like Jay just does random lighting. Yep. yep. And he was like, Oh, this is cool. I can try out my, my camera. I have a new camera. I want to try it in a dark setting and try with these lights. And it's just cool that it's always um, a different view.
1: What some of the best photos I've ever taken are there. Like I took, I still don't know how the, how the lights ended and my camera, everything worked out. But that first, especially that first, I think camera thief show, I, it was just like a magical set of experiences. Some just truly my favorite photos that I've ever gotten were from that night. It was yeah. just like, a, a, like everything came together and the, the lighting was perfect. And I, and I managed to just capture things. Well, and I don't know, so, like broke. That's why, again, another reason why I love it as uh, from a photography perspective is just, there's always, it's always interesting and and fun to take photos there. And just no, no one else bothers to put that much effort in, frankly, That that so much effort goes into this stuff, even for like an acoustic show on a Thursday night. Like, there's still effort. It's still professional. Like, they still light you professionally. Audio is professional, and
2: that's why I'm telling people with the open mic that like they want to come in with a full band, and I'm like, yeah. They see this big stage and like, oh, cool. I can bring my band for this open mic, and sure, the space is there. We can accommodate a full band easily. Obviously, the problem is that. Jay is running you for open mic. He's running yeah. you to play three or four or five songs. Are we going to plug in a full band and mix a right. full band? Yeah. For three or five, have three Six songs. people. You know, that's a lot of work for for them to play four songs and then yeah. have to unhook. Yeah. So the next second. So it's like. Yeah. yeah we that's have too space, much setup. Right. It is too yeah. much. And yeah. so it's a little bit of a bummer for some people because there's some open mics that do full bands. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But for the audio quality that you're getting at Goblet, and to have a sound guy mixing for you and taking care of every
1: little adjustment, that's
2: worth yeah, its, its weight it's, in gold.
1: And it's not even just a sound guy. Like I have, I have been a sound guy. Like I can, I can work, I can do it. I am not like very good. Jay, Jay is not a sound guy. He's like a a real professional. I I play one on TV kind of deal, yeah. like you know, um. So. If I would not want to waste his time, you know, like I that would be, if I was a band going up there, I, if I knew anything about his, Jay's reputation, I'm like I am, yeah, I'm gonna have to sure I have my stuff together so I don't want. To That's waste why time.
2: every every Grinch night I make sure that I write I write some song about Jay and his sound abilities and how people <laughs> <Yeah>. people <laughs> go up there and they don't know if if it was their first time meeting him. They don't know that he knows what he's talking about. So yeah, they go exactly. in and they're like, oh, I'm going to plug in my whatever, blah, 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 Mike. And he's like, no, I got it. Don't worry
1: Yeah, just don't just worry about it. But that's nice. I mean, I guess uh, once you know that that's the plan, it help, does it help you relax more? As yeah. A fan? Yeah, because you're like, oh, and the sound's going to be good. Just I'm going to do whatever he tells me. Yeah. And we're good. Every, everywhere
2: else, we mix ourselves. Like, I remember. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, I remember the first time that mm. Mike and Jay came to see me at another place, not Goblet they came to see me at dog and bowl when I first started playing here. So like 10 years ago, probably. Wow. And they came and I was playing dog and bowl and I had all my speakers set up and all, it was all my equipment and I got down with my set and I was breaking down and and Mike came over and he was like, that's all your stuff. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you have to bring it all with you every time you, I'm like, yeah, Mike, that's how it is in real life. That's what we do everywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's a big thing. And like, you have to mix yourself and play and get the sound right. It's a lot of work, especially if it's one person I'm doing this all by myself.
1: So like, yeah. I can do it, but exactly. I'd much rather have Jay there to do it for. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. That's like,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so Chrissy, you're, you're, we haven't gotten to you yet. And I know we're, we're already going a little long. So what do you miss?
0: What do I miss? Do same, miss? same ideas. I miss that, that freedom in the summer, the, you know, there was a, there's, was- no, no, it was kinda nice to like leave your house and no one could find you as well. Yeah. I got you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. I know, it was just like
1: opposite. come come back for dinner. So you just you just yeah. need a cheap Casio watch. It's all you needed back then technology wise. Cheap watch. Right. And then you just so uh, you check it, you set al- like it's set an alarm or something. Like, oh I gotta go back home for dinner now.
0: <clears throat> I feel like that there were definitely It's funny because I probably, you know, as a teenager, I never got into like real trouble, you know, like trouble, trouble. But there were definitely some things where I got myself into some, some pickles, so to speak. But I I had to like figure it out on my own, you know what I mean? Because I I didn't really have a choice, you know, like
2: you weren't googling um, how do I fix this situation,
1: (laughs) right?
0: Right? No, yeah, there was no googling it. I was like, Mm. oh, you know, I I tried to. You know, like I ended up in New Jersey by accident and, you know, well, actually the one time I ended up in like, I was driving, well, this was in, in college, I was driving from Massachusetts to Maine and I was supposed to go through vermont and i ended up in new hampshire but didn't know it (laughs) happens (laughs) i made like a wrong turn at boston and you know drove (laughs) anyway i figured it out eventually and um but you know you know you don't you imagine there was no gps you know if you made a wrong turn (laughs) at boston and you know
2: I remember I driving around know. with those sheets of the map, yes. quest printed sheets. Oh, and yes. oh my Lord, god, to that, like, was... Figure oh, out.
1: that was me. I and I would have to tape it to my dashboard so I could see it while driving if I was by myself, yeah. and I, if I got lost or something. I, I at least I had a cell phone, because I would call them like, "I am lost now, help me." I didn't have a
0: cell phone you know? until two thousand and six. I was so late to the game. Wow, nice. I had a little earlier. Yeah, I,
1: I know um, I had one in college I don't on purpose. I, I didn't
0: want one. I was like, I don't want a cell phone,
1: yeah. Um
0: but. Yeah, there were definitely—I mean, like really ridiculous things. Like me and my friend got separated in London, you know. But we found each other, you know. I got uh, on the train and she did. I navigated. I mean, I
1: navigated London and Paris in like 2002. That's when I went a long time ago. And I mean, all I had was a paper map. I had a little booklet I kept in my pocket, and I didn't have—I didn't have any phone. I actually had to go to like these phone booths where you pay money to, like, get on a really slow internet yeah, or send an email. Wireless, yeah. It wasn't even wired. It was just, oh, like, super slow. It was, just, it was just, like, a sc- it was a screen and a crappy keyboard. It was in, like, a phone booth thing. It was, like, this weird thing anyway, you
0: do. My, but, my point yeah. is, is now I have a, a child who's 17, you know, and it's, like, I mean, she's actually more independent than probably some kids are, but, you know, like, we t- we talked about getting gas in the car, and we did it once before she got her license, but then it was, like, day two of her driving and she was like i i don't know what i'm doing she's like calling me from the gas station she's like I can't get my debit card to work can't get the pump thing open i was like well go pay cash she's like how do you pay cash i was like <laughs> Wait, yeah was i was you like know... you walk in the store and give the guy the cash she's yeah like, um... oh i was like she was like you i don't want the to pump talk number. to him i was yeah. like yeah oh, i don't either but i, I did it the other day i did it with my, yeah, my car like... my
1: car didn't work my, my card didn't work on one. Other day. Or
2: you just moved to New Jersey and they pumped the gas for you. That's you <laughs> <go. laughs> right. right. That no, was actually, a weird thing I don't didn't get used
1: to Wawa, Wawa has some kind of um thing I just saw on their, their app. It was like a new rewards program, and they have an exception for New Jersey because it says you can use the points for gas for Wawa gas except New Jersey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's not allowed.
0: Are they still pump Jersey. your gas in New Jersey? Oh, required yeah, so you, you're required to. You're breaking new the option. law if you do it
1: yourself, apparently. Yeah, they, they yell at you. But I don't want I don't want somebody else to pump my gas. Like I don't trust people. <laughs> don't How does that work? To do well. what are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know if they're doing it right. <laughs> Wait, know.
0: do you have to give them your credit card?
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I don't going to do that at all.
2: I, mean, I they, like they just run it at the pump right there. They don't take it in or anything. But yeah, like, yeah, they do it. But I I like I appreciate it in the winter when
1: like I don't want to get out of my yeah. car when it's twelve I, degrees. My favorite thing is to use Apple Pay to buy at a pump. Sure, and my watch just go beep. It's like yeah. i feel I, I still feel like I'm living in the future when I do that
2: yeah the, the tap card is, has changed everything. The tap I, card, I, yeah. I was I was telling somebody the other day they were like sticking their card in the reader and it wasn't reading, and they did it like eight times, and it wasn't reading. I'm like, did you tap the did you not tap always- ch-
1: always tap first then yeah we're, one away and the 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 Europeans and the Japanese that may be listening are like we've had that for many years, yeah, guys. you idiots, yeah you stupid backwards <laughs> Americans uh so anyway. Uh, uh, is that is that it for a game called something, Chrissy? We're gonna wrap it up now.
0: I that? think we're gonna. I think we should do our wrap up, Steve.
1: Well, okay, then uh, before we do that, uh, we what have to we wrap doing? up, Mike. Oh. No, Mike. Oh, Mike has okay. to let us know. Let us know, Mike. Where can people find out more about Mike Esterbrook and your shenanigans? So my website is MikeEsterbrookAcoustic.com. Uh,
2: I have a Facebook page, Mike Esterbrook Acoustic. I have an Instagram, m Esterbrook music, um, which is they're not all but the Facebook is purely here are my gigs. This is what I do. This is the only reason I go on Facebook is just to put out the gigs. Instagram is a little more mix of music and personal life. I'm I'm a cat influencer. Apparently <laughs> my cat is staring at me as we speak, wanting to nice. get let out of the room that we're in. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, my website is my acoustic. You're looking at it. All the dates yep. are there. It's all synced from my, whatever my uh, qr code if you can if you come to a show you can scan it and get to all that stuff there but yeah i play every thursday at broken goblet and then also on the weekends other places uh, you'll see me around
0: wait you're a cat influencer how did we make it all this time without talking about that
2: it was a secret <laughs> no it didn't come up in the color game <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know I, i've always been a cat person i love cat can you see my shirt oh what like let me no adopt
0: adopt Oh black cats. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. I have a I have a black cat that nice. That well that
1: Okay. You're gonna have to explain <laughs> we, we can't we can't end yet without explaining the cat so basically a cat has moved into Chrissy's house. She does not actually own this cat.
2: Okay. So but explain what happened, Chrissy. The cat
1: knows where to get food. It yeah. started before they fed the cat. This is what's so weird about All it. Right. The cat so just started coming a over. A
0: while ago, probably like at this point. Like, it was well before the summer, if not further back. The cat would come visit. The cat would, like, sit on her porch and take a nap. Then the cat would, like, go away for a day or two. Then, then the one day, my daughter let the cat in the house. And then the cat, for months, the cat would just come over and hang out. We didn't feed it, though. We didn't feed it anything. Um, and then finally, like, we got some treats. And then every time we turned around, the cat was still there. Like it would like, I would wake up in the morning and and this was during the summer. So I would wake up and it would be like before six and the cat would still be on my porch. And I'm like, and we, the, the people who like own the cat, like we, we know who they are. My daughter was like, yeah, such and such says the cat hasn't been home in like a month. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I guess we should feed the cat. (laughs) Then winter came and then we were like. All right, well, I guess we can't put the cat out because we were putting yeah. the cat out at night every night, hoping he would go back to his go home, home. Cat, go right. home. Right. Well, he wasn't doing that, so then we let him stay over. So and now, and he won't leave. Now, he, he
1: never leaves. Well, that now means, that he never means leaves.
2: he likes your home better than wherever he was living before, which is yeah. probably just under some car somewhere. So
1: I, I don't, right. I don't know what's going on with this, this cat. And it, like, if you if you push it outside, it'll just come up to the glass and like go meow and tap on it <laughs> wants to come in. It, it's it's Very the weirdest thing. Though. I've never I've never seen a cat just move in. They they literally Chrissy did nothing. This cat just started coming over. It just it just mm-hmm. adopted them. and adopted Anything, Chrissy. Anything's
2: better than an outside. Outside is not a great world yeah. for a cat. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, exactly. And this is definitely how we don't
0: have a litter box though, so it goes out like a dog it does.
1: Like, okay. That's like, well, even better for you so. to clean <laughs> the I
0: know I don't have to clean a litter box though. <laughs> the cat's super <laughs> sweet though. It like played vet with my daughter for like half hour i've never seen a cat sit there while someone like fake combs it (laughs) and fake uses the blow dryer and i mean like a solid half hour it sat on a stool in my kitchen like laid there while she like played with it like it was a baby doll i was like awesome what weird cat are you but
2: that's trust
0: yes i trust that you're
2: not gonna hurt me you're only gonna comb my hair Yep. Right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, all right. So I'll have to check out your cat influencer page. Yeah, I
2: make when I am bored of making music videos, I make a cat video. I have I have three, and two of them were adopted together during COVID, so they're younger and they still do dopey stuff all the time. So I, I get grab them on video whenever I can, and I have never, not once, had a music video of mine gone viral of me playing singing nothing i've gotten lots of views on these videos but never never (laughs) exploded viral video i have a cat video of them a little game that i invented for them of them playing with treats you'll see it if you go on my instagram page uh it's got between instagram and tiktok over 30 million views oh my god
0: that's crazy
2: completely ridiculous and it took, you me are like, a
0: cat influencer. it took me like 20
2: minutes to make it and it was just a throwaway like nobody's gonna watch this but it's making me laugh so whatever and yeah so i tell everybody that i'm, I'm a musician but really my cats are the the stars it's not me so, oh there we go one, is it one of these
0: oh it's got to be this one is it the one with the cats
2: no, no it's keep going down. i mean you see the cats but keep if you scroll down it was probably a few months ago um,
0: Thirty oh. million views. It's, I don't. I don't know if just, it'll let
2: me. It just was insane.
1: But anyway, it's somewhere on this page here. This Instagram. You
2: get, you're getting close. Yeah, that's it.
1: I don't know if it'll let me play it uh, if I scroll down too far. But look at this, there's a lot cat videos on here. So, <laughs> so check out uh, Mike. I'll put the link in the show notes, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, it's it's M. Estherbrook Music. Yep, that's my Instagram. So, Instagram handle. So, fun. Okay,
0: excellent. All right, Jeez. and you'll be back at Broken Goblet. I guess. I will
2: be back on Thursday. It's open mic night, so if anybody wants to come play, just grab your instrument and come on out, but it's not just music. If you're a comedian or you're a poet or whatever you want to use a mic to do, come on yeah. down. Doesn't doesn't have to be just music. We're just yeah, this... having fun and and sharing talent.
1: This episode should be releasing on January 11th. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, which is Thursday, so open mic night. So there you go. Excellent. Nice. Uh, okay, Chrissy, so what time
0: is it? Wrap it up time, Steve. Wrap it up. there here we
1: go. So uh, if uh, you like the content here you uh, and you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and ring that bell because it, it actually helps with the algorithm. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Janktown Arts Garage. Also go to jagcast.show. I just set up a new web page for that. It should be a little easier for you to subscribe, but you can find all the places you can subscribe to us there and play video- play the old episodes in audio format there uh, and look through the show notes. You can also go to com as our main place on the internet. Uh, that is A new version of that website is coming along online soon. It may be available by the time you're listening to this or very soon thereafter. Uh, that's going to be our the place to go to eventually subscribe and Follow us and get our newsletter and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you put that in your bookmarks. And, of course, if you'd like to help us monetarily because, uh, you know, this stuff costs money, <laughs> making a show costs money, check it at com slash coffee, and you can uh, send us a little money to help uh, with pay our bills and help Chrissy keep her caffeine addiction going. And, and buy cat food. And buy cat food, yes. <laughs> okay, Mike, so – And uh, treats thank you very much for coming now stick around you can hear the you can see the other the other goofy video I made for our ending credits nice
2: thank you guys for having me it was awesome a lot of fun
0: thanks for coming
2: yeah I hope to see you at uh, at Goblet or anywhere else in the near future and come hang out and bring your camera and take some amazing pictures
1: indeed I will see you soon awesome
2: All right, cheers guys thank you
0: we're learning to break the ice together